I want to take a second to remind you to sign up for the Poso Daily Brief. It is completely free. It'll be one email that's sent to you every day. You can stop the endless scrolling trying to find out what's going on in your world. We will have this delivered directly to you totally for free. Go to humanevents.com slash Poso. Sign up today. It's called the Poso Daily Brief. Read what I read for show prep. You will not regret it. Humanevents.com slash Poso. Totally free. The Poso Daily Brief. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is May 19th, 2023, Anno Domini. We've got a special one for you today, folks. We've got John Solomon of Just the News joining us here on Human Events. He's going to give us the inside story of the Hunter Biden whistleblower, as well as break down everything that we've heard now from the John Durham report that came out, which I contend shows that the FBI launched a soft coup against a duly elected sitting president. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get into it. Well, what you've seen from a number of colleagues, and frankly, it's bolstered by the Durham report, is that there are some agents at the FBI who acted outside the lines. Again, I will read a quote from the Durham report. These aren't House Republicans. This is the Durham report conducted uh, from within law enforcement. The FBI, quote, the FBI failed to uphold their mission of strict fidelity to the law. They also point out that an FBI agent knowingly made misrepresentations to the FISA court. It's a violation of law. Who's being held accountable? And so the concerns are, you know, we support men and women in law enforcement. Nobody supports dirty cops. And if there's dirty cops, they need to be rooted out. And we want to start seeing that level of accountability. And the Durham report shows you a roadmap of where some of that accountability needs to be administered. They need to do their job cleaning house as well. We've got a little bit of cross-pollination here, Real America's Voice. We've got the great John Solomon from Just the News, who's joining us because, John, there's been so much going on this week between Hunter Biden, the whistleblower, the missing whistleblower, the found whistleblower, the whistleblower retaliation. Then the Durham <laughs> report comes out. Plus, you've got a new book. John, where do you want to start? Well, listen, I, I think uh, Americans got the fullest dose yet of just how weaponized our law enforcement was this week with the Durham report and the amplification that these whistleblowers in the FBI and IRS are bringing we do not have a blind justice system in America right now. We have a tilted, politicized justice system that uh, will take one campaign's uh, fake allegations and impose them on another and, and use the taxpayers' resources for three years to tie up a president. That is very concerning. And for a long time, people were told that was a conspiracy theory. That was in uh, Devin Nunes's mind. It wasn't. It was true from the beginning. And it's true today. And John Durham, a career prosecutor, prosecutor laid bare how Hillary Clinton's steel dossier garbage and the other things that came along with it were used by the FBI to go after President Trump without a single iota of evidence of wrongdoing. Uh, they didn't meet their own rules. They cheated. They cheated the FISA court. They cheated the American people. Uh, they cheated the Trump presidency. And a career prosecutor laid that bare. It's no longer a conspiracy theory in, in Washington anymore. Well, you know, it's funny because if you go, I mean, this is amazing, right? If you go to uh, Wikipedia right now, and I'm actually, I've been doing this as we're talking that if you look up, they have two different articles. One is the Russia investigation origins 
counter narrative, which is, I think, a new article yeah. that they've come up with because they're they're having trouble with it. But I think now there's been various names for the sort of the Russiagate uh, hoax. But I think one of the biggest right. ones was Spygate, was that people yeah. really you know, use that term. So if you go to Spygate right now on Wikipedia.com, it says yeah. Spygate is a conspiracy theory promulgated by President Donald Trump that the Obama administration had put a spy in his 2016 presidential campaign for political purposes. And it goes back to, of course, the famous tweet, while the FBI spied on the mm -hmm. Trump campaign with an informant. It, it's amazing to me because it's completely true. Listen to this. The, I'm just reading from Wikipedia. The narrative includes conspiracy theories uh, accusations of a secretive, all-powerful elite, quote, deep state network that and other false and debunked claims. Uh, talks about Mueller, talks about Barr. Talk, it gets it, it gets into the, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I didn't even realize this, how bad this was. It includes the false claim that the Steele dossier had a role in triggering the overall Russian interference investigation. It just says that's false. So yeah. I guess, John, my question to you is, we can get this out with Durham, but if the media is already out there. And remember that there were Pulitzer Prizes given for this. There were White House Correspondents Awards given for yes, this reporting uh, to CNN, specifically Jake Tapper and others. If if that's if they say the news is the first draft of history and then Wikipedia might maybe is the second draft of history. It's the sort of new living, you know, fake encyclopedia that's out there. At what point do do we actually get to correct the record? and go through, is there any justification to be found anywhere in terms of this? Because, okay, you're exonerated, but what happens, I guess, my question is, if you're exonerated and uh, and nobody on the elite media side seem to acknowledge it? It won't matter going forward. I think the elite media are less and less important. They're less honest gatekeepers and they're viewed that way. And that's why millions upon millions upon millions of Americans every month go to sources like yours and mine and RAV and other places because we're racking up a record of accuracy that defeats their record of accuracy. And let's just take that Wikipedia uh, entry that you just mentioned, because it says that it is a conspiracy theory that the uh, government put a spy into the Trump campaign. They did. His name was Stefan Halper. I have his tasking orders. They wanted him to try to get hired inside the Trump campaign. They rubbed him up against two of the targets of the FBI investigation, George Papadopoulos and Carter Page. They actually controlled him as a spy. How do I know that? There's a spy handling form that I made public two years ago with all of Stefan Halper singing. By the way, Stefan Halper produced exonerating evidence. He actually reported back to the FBI that the guys he were talking to didn't have any evidence of collusion. But there was a spy. He was inserted into the Trump campaign and around the Trump people. And it was done at the behest of the FBI. Wikipedia's entry is just flat garbage. Oh, it's 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 absolutely garbage. And and what's so striking to me, though, is and a lot of people have said, OK, well, this Durham report doesn't really matter. It doesn't make a huge difference, you know, that that people were out there. I think, though, there is a difference to be had because you are actually seeing some people in uh, mainstream media and corporate press yeah. acknowledging this in ways. Now, of course, CNN, they're trying very hard and they've been trying um, recently to kind of turn the corner on their year, their yeah. you know, years and go back to the yeah. original CNN model of independent reporting, independent journalism. I don't think they can do it. I don't think they can turn the corner on this because you got Jake Tapper out there, you know, 
portraying this huge shock and 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 dismay, devastating report. Where's the mea culpa though? Where's the mea culpa from Jake Tapper? If he doesn't do that, then I just don't think it sticks. I really don't buy it. Yeah, listen, here's the most important factoid. To this moment, to this day, right now, most of the mainstream media still haven't reported the most serious but corroborated allegations about the Biden family and its influence peddling and its foreign deals, right? And yet a supermajority of Americans recently said in a poll they're deeply concerned about it. That means that a supermajority of Americans are getting their news from someplace other than the New York Times, the Washington Post, and CNN, who've had a blockade on that information. I see so much optimism that the American people have abandoned the traditional gatekeepers, the Walter Cronkites, the Bernie Shaws, people we actually could trust on, on television two or three decades ago. They're going around them and they're trying to create a 360 view of facts because they know they've been misled so many times since the beginning of the, of the Trump campaign and the Trump presidency. That is a very good sign. Why? Because our founding fathers always imagined competition in the free marketplace would be the ultimate panacea to any problem when it came to truth. And that's actually playing out before our eyes. Most people know about Hunter Biden. Most people know about Russia collusion being debunked. And they don't know it from the traditional media. So that means a new ecosystem is emerging that people are trusting, consuming, and sharing with their friends. Well, I think that's exactly right. And I know that you're certainly seeing it when you look at your your traffic every day, when we look at the numbers on Real America's Voice, when we see the fact that people are right. flooding into independent sources. They also couldn't explain why the Bidens received over $1 million in 16 different wire transfers over a period of three months to at least five different banks. The president, when confronted with this information, said it wasn't true. Instead of being with, honest with the American people, President Biden has claimed since the 2020 election that his family has not received money from China. That was a lie in 2020, and he continues to lie to the American people now. The Bidens have received millions of dollars from China. It is inconceivable that the president did not know it. The White House refuses to correct the president's statements, showing the president is now using the federal government to run interference for his families and his own role in these schemes. You mentioned about the Biden crime family, and I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about the current updates on where we are, not only with the Hunter Biden investigation, yeah. but also into these whistleblowers. And what we heard, uh, what we heard just as late as last night, I think you guys broke the story, that yeah, it was a retaliation uh, done to them at the IRS, that they've been taken off the Hunter Biden case for simply trying to do their jobs the same way they would if certainly if it were you or myself it was the the Solomon case, the Posobiec case, you know, that would be cut and dry. You know, they'd be, you know, they'd be able to knock on our doors uh, with the silver bracelets a long time ago. What's going on right now? Yeah, this is a very important letter. It was sent to Congress yesterday. We broke it last night here in Real America's Voice, Just the News. Um, the lawyers for this senior uh, supervisory criminal investigation agent of the IRS who came forward about a month or two ago, first to the Justice Department Inspector General, then to Congress. By the way, he followed every step of the process, the letter of the law he followed to blow the whistle in the proper way. Uh, he has been removed along with his entire team of investigators from uh, the uh, Hunter Biden tax criminal case that's ongoing. Uh, and it was done, according to the letter, at the behest of the Biden Justice Department. On its face, this may, meets the definition of prima facie 
uh, interference or retaliation or reprisal. The law actually describes having a change right. in your job status as as it. Uh, it's really consequential, not only because they're uh, creating a retaliation against a whistleblower. It just took all of the experts who spent the last four years going through Hunter Biden's tax records out of the investigation at the very moment the Justice Department and prosecutors are trying to decide whether to uh, charge Hunter Biden. You take all of that brain drain and you remove it from the equation, right as Hunter Biden is trying to convince the Justice Department, don't indict me. Uh, what a terrible idea. It's not only a bad optic, it's bad investigating. Well, and plus, I can certainly see that being, that's be the, like if I'm Hunter Biden's defense attorneys, if we go to trial, that's the first thing that I'm going to bring up to the jury. That's I'm going right. to say, Hey, you know what? This team was kicked off the case. They're a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, Keystone cops. They have no idea what yeah. they're doing. And Conspiracy these guys, I'm it. sure that term will come up. <laughs> that term was going to come up. They are going to use yeah. all of this. And then so the DOJ is going to come forward and they're going to use that great phrase, the same phrase that we keep hearing again and again, that, well, you know, we could have charged it, but no jury would have ever found the conviction. And so because of that, we've made the decision not to That's charge. Right. I can, I, it's John, it's like, I can see the future here. I, so you read you just can. News, your crystal ball is clear and you can read the future <laughs> because that's exactly yeah. what's going to happen. But while we still have you, we have a couple of minutes left. I have to ask you about, and I, I gotta tell you, I was, I was telling you a little bit in the break, but for the you folks did. that, uh, that aren't here. So, uh, my son just had his fifth birthday and, we, you know, we came home and we had ordered some presents. They were coming in. But one of the things that we had in the mail that ended up coming, you know, at the same time, the same mail delivery as all of his birthday presents or, or a lot of his birthday presents, at least, was actually the copy of your new book, the new John Solomon Thank book, you. Brave Books. And so we got to actually include that as a gift for my son. Now, he's got the entire Brave Book series and my book was in the first flight. We're now book three, saga three is yours. And tell us about why you wanted to get involved with Brave Books and then tell us about the book specifically because this one is great. It's a mystery. And I was actually kind of kicking myself. I'm like, why didn't I do a mystery book? That's so smart, obviously. <laughs> right, you know, it was, it was great. So kudos yeah. to you, by the way, he loved it. Well, I wanted to do something for parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles because I learned during the course of the Russia collusion and then the Hunter Biden case that uh, there were one or two generations of Americans who weren't outraged by all the censorship we just lived through because they weren't taught the uh, civic lessons that you and I were taught. They weren't taught the First Amendment was first. They weren't taught about the Bill of Rights. They weren't taught that free speech was essential to a constitutional republic. In fact, some of them told me they were actually taught by their college professors and their uh, uh, school teachers that there, there could be instances where government censorship would be good for the larger collective. I have no idea what the larger collective is. It sounds like a Star Trek term, but they were told it. So That's I wanted right. when the moment presented itself to be able to share something with moms and dads. They could, they could give the lessons that maybe schools weren't giving their children. And so uh, about a year ago, my son's hamster, I have an autistic son. His hamster got out of the cage. My wife and his son had left and they gave me one mission. Feed the hamster, don't lose the hamster. I fed the hamster, but I left the cage open door for just a little too long. The hamster got out, and I spent four hours on the ground, on my knees with a stethoscope, looking for the little critter. I finally found a little scratching sound about two in the morning. He was in an air conditioning vent. I, I scooped him up, put him back in the uh, cage, and I thought I had dodged a bullet with my wife and son. They would never know. Well, my amazing co-host, Amanda Head, didn't know. My, my wife didn't know. She heard the story. She thought it was funny. So on national, national television, on Real America's Voice, she outed me that Chunk had gotten a jailbreak moment 
and I was responsible. My wife and son found out. So my attrition was, my contrition was, I was going to write a story about him. So Brave Books made him a hamster newspaper editor who can't get his headlines out to right. the hamster village because a mean old koala bear named Carl clogs the hamster tubes, i.e. censorship, big tech censorship. Uh, and then along comes this brave, courageous dog named Seymour Clues. He solves a mystery. The newspaper gets out and the hamster village is saved before a flood comes. It's a fun, simple, loving way with great pictures, great artwork, great storytelling from the Brave Books people to, to relate to children why free speech is important and why censorship is so dangerous. I hope parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles get to use it. Go to bravebooks.us and you can get a free copy. You don't get anything in the Biden economy free, but you'll get a free copy this month from Brave Books if you sign up for their book club. Well, and it's it's actually a great um, it's a great story too because in in the mystery there's you know you kind of kind of gave it away a spoiler there for uh, who, yeah, sorry who about that the whole thing but but <laughs> yeah uh, believe it or, and and so funny enough so I was reading that I read it to my son uh, before the interview and so I didn't know as we were reading through because the way it sets up the story is there's a number of cult potential culprits that are yeah. that you know so the clue. question is we know that there's censorship right so there's censorship going on. The, the hamsters are the ones writing the newspapers because we all, we all know hamsters are the best, you know, the best gossip. They're always, they're always listening. They're always listening <laughs> to what's going on around, around the house, yeah. or in this case, around the city. And so they can't tell who it is. And so this detective, and he's looking at, you know, numerous potential suspects for who it is. One sort of like this aspiring, I guess you could, I guess you could say influencer type character. The other one right. is very modern. It's a very, it's a very modern type of uh, story. Um, you know, another one, there's this business, there's someone who's, you know, kind of, uh, there's a couple business leaders that are involved and yeah. you, you as the reader, as well as the main character, of course, are trying to figure out who is behind the censorship. And there's a few, um, there's a few kind of red herrings as well as to say, yeah. oh, you know, it's clues and storylines that are, it is, it's not long. It's, it's like, you know, maybe 30 pages or so book. Um, right. and then, and then it's just fun to be able to read it. And then if your kid or your grandchild is at the certain age where they're able to follow on stuff like that, for my son, huge fan of Scooby-Doo. So, you know, it, it follows that same basic idea that Aww. they're of suspects yeah. and that there's there's a mystery that needs to be solved. And uh, so this book really, really struck home with him. And then also, if you can tell us, there's a few actual and Brave Books always does this. Yours even goes to the next level because... In, at the end, there's not only the activity and discussion guide, but you've got games and puzzles at the very yeah. end of your book that really create this new learning experience for kids who have read the book that like it and then, then can go on to do more interaction with the parents. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's so important. You know, I grew up in a generation that had Schoolhouse Rocks on Saturday on ABC News or ABC when you're watching your cartoons. And so we got a dose of civic li literacy every weekend. And that's not happening today. That's suffocated not only off of the networks, but in our schools and our libraries. So Brave and I uh, helped, helped me put together some great lessons so that parents could extend the learning, give them a Schoolhouse Rocks at home opportunity to start to get civics literacy that they're being denied in the schools. And uh, the folks here at Brave Book are brilliant. They're, they have great artistry. They got great storytelling. We went to Philadelphia and I got to read this to hundreds of parents and children. And it was so rewarding, one, to watch the kids solve the mystery ahead of me. They were so much faster. They were great. Uh, but parents <laughs> would come up and say, uh, there's one parent came up to me and said, you know, I grew up, my parents told me during the Reagan years, Ronald Reagan coined the term silent majority. I believe there is one, but you know what? It can't be silent anymore. Silence is complicity in the destruction of our company. 
I won't be silent anymore, this parent told me. To see parents rally around these notions and not only train their children, but begin speaking up at school boards, libraries, wherever they're going, really rewarding, exactly what our founding fathers wanted in the populace of this great country. No, it's 100% right. We just did one of those um, that I was at with uh, with Libs of TikTok and Kirk Cameron and Sean Spicer. Yeah. You see, I mean, if you look at the sort of the uh, the pantheon of Brave Books authors, like we've got everybody. I think I think we've got everyone except uh, we, I don't know if we have any Trumps yet. I don't think there's any Trumps involved yet. No, but, yeah, not yet. But you got to assume yeah, they got to be on the list, right? You got you, you got to figure that's going to be well. They yeah. they don't come cheap. I think that's what it is too. So <laughs> you know, you know, they're you know their books aren't coming out for free on the uh, on the bestseller list. But what's cool about Brave Books is that if you read them all. Um, if you've got the series, you'll see there are characters that appear in different episodes. There are, I think the city that's involved in, in yours also has a whole other, you know, is a setting for one of the other books. It's actually the city that's underwater. Starlot city, freedom Island. Yeah. And, and I love the fact though, that it's finally conservatives and, and even just independents, people who are outside of the mainstream system that are coming up with cultural content, because I say this every time I talk about brave books is every time you go into a library these days or a bookstore, the first thing you see that's presented to you is that shelf. And everybody knows the shelf I'm talking about with, with anti-racist baby and, uh, Uh, Billy has two mommies and Bobby has two daddies. So we actually found one the other day. Um, my wife Tanya put to me. She said, "It's uh, it's okay that it's okay that mommy cuts the lawn and uh, and daddy works in the kitchen or something." Just this, like, why would you even have a kid story about it's it's stuff that's yeah. not portraying anything as as a stable, simple relationship where it's like you know how about Billy goes to the zoo and learns about animals, you know, yeah, something exactly. out of so. You need to fight fire with fire, and that includes putting out content like this. John, uh, just in our last minute, where can people go? Num- remind everyone again, where can they go to get the book and then where to go to follow you at Just the News? Uh, thank you. Yeah, bravebooks.us is the place to go. You can subscribe to the monthly, get mine free, or buy the book a la carte. Uh, either way, you'll be supporting some great people at Brave Books. Uh, for me, I'm J Solomon Reports, J-S-O-L-O-M-O-N Reports, at uh, on all of the uh, social platforms, uh, so Twitter, Facebook, Getter, uh, we're all there. Truth, a big, big presence on truth. And justthenews.com is our news website where we do all of our daily reporting. All right, John, I appreciate it. As always, everyone Thanks, out Jack. there, make sure you're following John, make sure you're watching Just the News. We've got to support everybody here on Real America's Voice. And by the way, if you've got kids, if you know kids, if you've got grandkids, get this series. They are absolutely going to love it. The question for all of us is at this point, where is justice to be found? Four years of the Trump administration were disrupted and stolen by this soft coup attempt. What's going to be done about it? Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.